to today's edition of Startup Couches. On the couch today, we have Martin. Martin is the CEO of Value. Welcome to the couch, Martin. Hey, Latana. Thanks for having me. Yes, um, my pleasure. On Startup Couches, what we do is we bring people like you on the couch um, where you talk about your product, you talk about the journeys that led to this product being built, and you know how this product is impacting our communities, basically. Mm-hmm. All right. Happy yeah. To talk about it. Yeah. And so, jumping right into the question, what is value, and how does it work? I like the name of this company, Value. <laughs> yeah, indeed. So, uh, yeah, Value is a company that uh, tries to tackle a problem that uh, most investors have that when they start to invest in the stock market. And when I when I talk about investors, I really mean. Uh, people like you and me uh, who want to invest in the stock market, which is essentially a very good uh, way to invest uh, their personal finance. But um, obviously, there is a lot of challenges around that topic that uh, mostly revolve around the topic about selecting uh, which stocks to invest in. Because what we've seen a lot in the past years is that access to stock markets has become easier for most people. So. Um, yeah, the transaction fees are getting lower. It's easier to set up accounts uh, with online brokerages and, and things like that. Yeah. But uh, still the problem and the main challenge that remains is really to figure out for people uh, which companies are actually worth investing in, right? Because yeah. what many people focus around is the, the price of a stock, which you can read on websites everywhere. It's published every day or minute, even uh, when the uh, every second when the stock market is open, but essentially figuring out what the company is worth uh, is, is quite a challenge. And I usually like to bring up this quote by Warren Buffett, who says, uh, price is what you pay and value is what you get. Um, that's also where we took a little bit our uh, name variation from. So um, yeah, it's indeed this, this, this very problem, right? So we try to help people understanding not only looking at the price of a certain stock that's listed on the stock market, but we also want to help people to understand what's the value of that company, right? So what is um, what are the financial statements of the company look like? But obviously, it's, it's a quite tricky uh, topic and um, it's nothing that anybody can answer right away. So yeah, it is required that people spend some time and sit down and look at financial statements, right? But uh, to make that process easier, what we did is we created this web application, value.io, uh, which gives people a very easy and user-friendly access to, to all the company's financials. So we, we talk about roughly 45,000 companies that are listed on, on, on stock exchanges around the world. And uh, yeah, we want to help people figuring out what these companies do and what's uh, potentially worth uh, investing in those companies. Okay, so um, when you talk about something like... Um, helping me as an investor understand the value of a company. So what you do is you break down the 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 financial reports or the uh, or you do like financial analysis company by company for me. And so when I come to your platform I just see a summary of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so what we where we clearly need to differentiate. So what we what we don't do is that we tell people that this or that company is a good investment for them because that's also not a position that we want to take. Uh, what we want to be is a neutral partner, so we can help people with the information, so the, the the numbers themselves, but also with the tools to analyze those. Right. So what we can, for example, do is if people type in the the company name of the company they want to have a look at, uh, we pull all the financial statements for them and help them to make, for example, a discount cash flow analysis which is yeah basically projecting the returns of the company into the future and then seeing what this is worth today and this is a 
yeah, very crucial part to actually being being successful in investing at all. So um, this is essentially where we help with. But yeah, um, it's important also differentiate uh, to uh, differentiate that we don't um, advise specific companies to uh, to a user because also um, at at this stage we don't know um, specifically the current situation of the person investing, right? So we can't really make very good um, good decisions based on. Uh, because we also don't know what what kind of uh, investments they are making in general, right? So it would be wouldn't be a good idea to to recommend uh, general stock advice. So what we what we essentially focus is on, um, yeah, really analyzing the data that people are interested in. So they take control, but have the interactive tools uh, and data to do that. Okay, that makes that makes perfect sense to me. I think this is really, really valuable. Um, I think any any um. Any product that helps people um, in financial education, right, is really, really valuable. So, just like how you are making it really, really easy for me to understand the value a company is offering, the value of the company today, what it might be tomorrow, things like that. So that all I need to do is come come on your platform and just check for companies and then just find out. Um, what they are actually worth, right? I think that's actually really, really valuable. Any um, value addition for customers to better understand, to better, to make better financial decisions is always really, really good idea. So I actually like this. Um, and so I'm very curious. How did you start this? You know, what's the founding story like? Are you are you a single founder? Do you have co-founders? How did this journey start for you? Yeah. So um, yeah, I think the. The, the the history of the company was similar as many startup uh, startups are born. So what uh, essentially was also the problem uh, that I described before was my very own problem, right? So I discovered that roughly seven years ago when I started also to invest a little bit myself in the stock market, I, I, I realized that there is a gap between um, all the knowledge that is out there. For example, there's a lot of books uh, that go about the theory, how to analyze companies, how to how to make use of all that financial information. But then on the other hand, it's it very much like the practicability. So um, it was very difficult to, of course, companies publish these information. So these annual reports you could download from the company's investor relations websites. Uh, so there is basically public access to that information. But uh, when it comes down to really using that information, people start to build Excel tools. I also did this myself, uh, but in the end, this is very, uh, very time consuming. It um, takes very much time and actually just collecting the information, validating it, making sure it's uh, yeah, also um, formatted in a way that, it's, that you can actually use and work the data. Um, so you spend actually quite a lot of time and actually not uh, doing the analysis, but also just the preparation work. And uh, so that was very frustrating and also then got me to a point where I said, OK, if this is still um, I mean, the, the concepts of analyzing companies are not new. Right. So those are those are concepts that have uh, been born almost almost 100, 100 years ago when when companies started to list on stock exchanges. But um, yeah. uh, nevertheless, the, the way how people approach this was still still pretty much. Uh, yeah, you need to build your, your Excel tool and then find a way around that. So um, and of course, uh, then on the other hand, uh, there is no uh, product that is uh, serving the consumer market, right? So there's a lot of tools and uh, data sets which are targeting professional investors and analysts. 
uh, like Bloomberg, Reuters, all these big companies, they, they have uh, very nice products, but obviously not suitable as a, at a price tag, which is reasonable for an individual investor. Um, yeah. So yeah, that was then where I also saw the, the gap there to, yeah, to, to create a business for that. So um, yeah, that was then in 2019. So two years ago, I started to incorporate the company. Um, so we are now two shareholders and uh, I also work with a team that helps me and supports on, on various topics like marketing, um, also yeah, general product uh, development and things like that. So we've now, this beginning of this year, crossed uh, the 1000 user uh, sign up uh, milestone and oh, actually wow. are active Congrats. in, thanks. Uh, so we are now active, uh, have signups from a bit more than 80 countries now. And uh, yeah, that's uh, showing us very, uh, that there is a very valid interest in the market right now. Well, I'd like to say congratulations again for, you know, crossing the 1,000 user um, um, threshold. And I like the fact that this product is being used in very many com- countries in the world. That's actually really, really amazing. Um, I specifically also really like the founding story, the fact that it is a personal story. I have a bias for um, um, people solving problems that they face themselves. And then assuming that a lot of people also face those problems and so solving from a personal pain points point of view. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's always that's always interesting. Of course, there might be a bias if if, if you're focusing very much on, on your own ex- experience. But of course, I then also started to talk and interview people who have similar problems and, and they gave me similar feedback, right? So, yeah. I mean, I, I've seen some amazing Excel tools that people built um, that they also were, uh, yeah, were sharing with me. And I was surprised at how much people, uh, how much time people actually spent on this. So, um, yeah, uh, I think there's there's really a need for that. Yeah, yeah, that's amazing. My next question was going to be, um, what does growth mean to you? I think just getting 1,000 users um, operating in 80 countries is really like a sign of growth. So how else can you describe growth at value today? Yeah, so growth is, of course, uh, can be looked at from, from different angles. Um, and of course, uh, one of the key metrics is this number of signups that we look at. Uh, but what we also realize is that it's really important for us to understand who are actually the users that we can solve a problem for, right? Because um, getting signups, especially for uh, our initial product, uh, was was a free version, right? So people didn't have to pay for it, um, which means uh, getting, getting signups can be quite easy. But then also understanding who are the ones uh, that actually make use of it, uh, are recurring users. So those are now the metrics uh, that are super important for us to to drive. And that's also the focus that we want to put on in, in our growth strategy. Um, and then also with that, um, you mentioned it before. So indeed, uh, we were also a bit surprised to actually get very good traction also from, from any parts of the world, actually. So uh, we, we also want to, to look very much into localization because we see a lot of uh, websites these days operating in English. Same same story for us. We so our current website is is only offered in English. But um, yeah, we we think there should be no barriers in, in access to information, right? So um, localization is a very big uh, topic for us, and we will certainly launch additional uh, local versions of our website soon. Okay, okay, that makes sense. I I like um I like you know the localization angle, especially as your product is being adopted by you know quite a number of different markets right and so um how is the journey been financially have you been bootstrapping because you have co-founders right so how have you been trying to do things and now that you are getting to a point where you would start doubling down in like scaling out 
um, strengthening your position in the market? Are you looking to raise money soon? Are you are you backed by VCs or like how how is it working so far for you? Mm-hmm. So yeah, indeed. So um, I mean, to really just get off the ground, we were lucky to get also into an acceleration program. So the company itself is based in Luxembourg, uh, a tiny country in in Europe. Um, but uh, yeah, nevertheless, we we understand ourselves as a as an international startup. And uh, yeah, what we what we started off with was a support of a, of an acceleration program in Luxembourg, um, and then that helped us to get actually you know, some 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 traction, um, build our our first pr- version of the product. And uh, I think what's also quite important is that we try to do a lot of things internally, right? Because I also see many startups that. Uh, take on also external uh, developers, consultants, things like that uh, very soon. Uh, so what we did is that we actually focused a lot and also also talking for myself. So I actually I haven't been a professional developer before, uh, but I, I really turned out that the past year I've probably spent yeah quite a few hours also coding a big portion of the uh, of the product. And um, okay. I think that really helps to also get get the first versions of the ground. Right. And it's, it's super important to to make first traction. Um, but yeah, nevertheless, uh, as you mentioned, so it's now at the moment for us where we need to where we see that uh, the, the the product is used by, by people globally. So we need to also yeah push a little bit more also in terms of marketing and things like that. That's also why we are currently raising uh, money in a seed round um, this summer, actually. Yeah. Oh, wow. OK, so how much are you raising? How is that going so far? Um, yeah, so actually also there's a good opportunity for us at the moment to also um, yeah, benefit from um, governmental support. So there's a lot of co-financing schemes at the moment that allow us to also actually ri- raise a comparably smaller round. So we're now looking at 200K from investors um, mm-hmm. and uh, that will then also allow us to, yeah, to raise additional co-financing from, from, from governments that actually support also the, the growth of startups in Europe, which is quite good. Uh, yeah. for us um but yeah that's uh the, the the let's say the the main the main numbers for the currency round yeah yeah that makes sense and so um are you open to you know talking to vcs um this podcast especially is sponsored by some vcs in the in the us um <laughs> that might be keen to meet you so are you open to introductions yeah sure absolutely i mean I've, I've talked actually already to to a couple of vcs um also looking maybe at the at the total market uh, potential it's uh, typically um yeah something where also vcs are interested in um but at the current stage uh, also with uh, monetization of the service uh, still still pending we, we need to also double down first on the uh, so we're currently mostly talking uh, to business angels at the moment but yeah. obviously um there there is also uh, most likely they need to to talk to more VCs uh, following that. Okay, okay. I'll be I'll be happy to introduce you to some of these people who are sponsored. Okay, thanks. Thanks a lot. That would be nice. Um, and so my next question for you is: so what are what would you say are your two major challenges that you face today in your day-to-day running value? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, yeah, as I described before, we are uh, very much bootstrap company at the moment yeah. it's also yeah. my role is split split across five i would say at the moment so i'm i'm doing a bit of, uh, of the actual development the coding I, I do marketing a bit of everything so 
really one one of the main challenges is also then also to attract talent to the company uh, which also is quite tricky at, at an early stage right so um of course it's uh, it's good to to have a founding team but then also to find early employees that trust in the company because that's essentially what it is right so we we we, we still there's a certain risk behind uh, working in a startup and then attracting attracting candidates which can also uh, work at attractive salaries in a in a bank or other fields um it's of course um yeah not not that easy to attract them but um i think we're making good good progress there as well yeah 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 okay okay um and my final question for you would be what would you say is the biggest lesson you've learned so far you know building value seeing you know the adoption rate seeing that what um your building is actually making an impact people actually using it what have you learned through the journey building this um yeah so actually um i was also surprised also from 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 the feedback from our users that there is a lot of creativity and people are actually willing to to take on a certain certain burden to 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 get to a solution um but what's really important is also then that at some point uh, a startup company really needs to figure out what's the what's the competitive edge what's the main product and service they're going for uh, because otherwise it can happen that a product shifts too much in in various directions because either certain users or customers are guiding in one direction and requesting certain features or functionality so um i think it's important there to to really define the focus and uh yeah making sure that the, that the business is going in in a certain direction right of course that doesn't mean that um that things don't need to pivot at some point but um yeah if if there is a reasonable and uh justifiable uh, traction by, by by proving that certain kpis work out um yeah companies need to then double down on those efforts and uh, this is really also what we we initially thought okay this is much much quicker to 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 prove and to establish uh, but yeah now now it's been about two years that the company exists and um, i think now now we we got some direction but um yeah it actually takes takes a bit of time to to get to that point yeah yeah i agree um i think um you know focus is really really important knowing where your true north is and so that you can now begin to manage you know customer expectations towards the line of your own focus right because if that is not done right um you could just like you said veer into a direction of a section of the customers and then not be catering to um your total customer base so that's actually a really really important lesson so um i think on this note i'd like to say thank you so much martin for coming on the couch today um this has been an amazing conversation what do you think yeah it was very nice and yeah it's it's very inspirational um yeah and uh, i always like to to share those ideas and and thoughts with uh, with also other founders or people who are generally interested in the field um and yeah um it was very nice that you invited me um uh, for everyone who's also having in this in a similar situation uh, trying to figure out what what companies to invest in i can just say uh try to have a look at the website um there's also a free version so no no worries to try it out um and yeah um, i'm happy to hear from anybody who wants to reach out yeah 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 that makes sense so make sure that you look out for um value.io is v a l u u .io um and you could begin your journey immediately you know um and for everyone listening you know 
make sure to subscribe every single week we bring you people like martin who are building amazing products out in the market um and so make sure that you stay tuned make sure you share this episode with your friends and until next time see ya <laughs>